I'm Courtney. I'm Joe. And, and this, this is, is Courtney, Courtney and Joe, Joe Spoil, Spoil Everything. everything. We are back. We are doing Broad City episode dose, and we have not one, but two extra broads this week with us. So that's going to be very exciting. And I think the most exciting that we, most exciting thing that's happened, Courtney, is like we nailed the finale. I know. We nailed it. We're back on top. We had to um, redeem ourselves after our 24 disaster where we couldn't guess like a single thing that happened. That wasn't our fault. That's 24's fault for thinking that they were going to have a movie and all this other stuff. Don't you ever put down Kiefer Sutherland in my That's not on me. Okay. Uh, Just so everyone knows, Courtney has gone off the deep end with Kiefer Sutherland. That's all she talks about and all she watches now. So I'm on a three-week Kiefer Sutherland binge. (laughs) Everyone's lucky he's not in more shows because that's literally all we do now. Oh God. So yeah, but I'm super excited that we like got it. And it was, it was satisfying because I think, cause like we had two predictions, right? One was like, Oh, it could just start or it could just end the way it started, but I'm glad it didn't. Like I'm glad there was some closure and some like growth. Yeah. Well I said something's going to happen. Life happens and they separated yeah. and then they were going to do a walk by walk scene and it happened. Yeah. Yeah. So I, I liked it. It was different. I feel like they spent way too much time around the toilet and we'll talk about that. Yeah. But like you missed an opportunity in a 20 minute show and you spent a fourth of it. I mean, still doing hijinks, which is like the main point of this whole show. But I don't know. I have some thoughts around that. I have some thoughts around that that like we can get to. But yeah, I think I think it was supposed to be like that last grasp onto like what makes their friendship so unique. And so that's why they were trying to hold on to it but really it didn't end up being a hijink it was more like a platform for them to kind of like express their feelings just the two of them that's my mm-hmm. my take on it but today we're gonna have some fun guests who are gonna have all kinds of opinions because joe put down gen z's gen g's what's the gen thing z z gen z's so today we have sisters on madeline angela sachomo um they have a cool connection to this show because they are actually from the same area that the character abby is in real life and on the show so they were always super into this madeline is my forever work wife because we worked at the production company together um before the second wave of people came in when it when we all just went crazy. It was only Madeline and I together, like holding down the fort. Um, she did the marketing side. I did the production side and we would like collaborate for creativity, I guess. Um, and then her sister, Angela is joining us. Angela um, went to SU where I also went. She did the TRF program, television, radio, and film. She um, did some field production and some cool TVs and movies. And now kind of just wants to enjoy entertainment be entertained by entertainment so now she's kind of moved on to working in um specialty food and drink and doing some cool stuff with that but still living in la which i miss terribly so hello girls welcome to the show hi Hi. (laughs) (laughs) we won't be able to tell them apart they have the same voice so (laughs) i know i feel like i should just talk really low or something like that this is madeline (laughs) yes and anything bad that is said is madeline not Angela. That's right. Sure. Okay. All right. Thanks. (laughs) This dynamic duo was just featured on another podcast. You guys want to give us a breakdown of like what you did? Uh, Yeah. Yeah. We were on a podcast that both of us have listened to for a very long time called The Big Ones on the Erias Network. And we're huge fans. Yeah. They're just having guests on to do some would you rathers. And I emailed in and was like, these sisters would be great. (laughs) It was great. 
And I loved that the Would You Rathers were food related. And I was like, this is perfect. This could not be, have been more perfect yeah. for us. I think with the name, the big ones, that could go in multiple directions. Oh, yes. As a podcast but, name. Um, from what I've seen from other podcasts that have started following us on Instagram, it is yeah. weird. It's a wide variety <laughs> out there. It's <laughs> a lot out there. So what did you guys, so you guys were really into the show. You watched watched it for all the years it was on. Um, what did you kind of really like about it? And what was what was your big thought? About it? <laughs> I was going to say, so it came out in like 2014. Um, I feel like it was coming out at a time where I could really identify with these ladies. And I think that um, it was absolutely hysterical. I, I thought that they were really funny. Abby was from the same area. I was like, all right, I can really see myself in this girl. Um, also, it was out when I feel like Girls was out, yeah. too, and I did not like that show. <laughs> I just no, thought, I, I was yeah. like, what are they doing? I mean, this is not me and my friends, um, and Abby and Alana were me and my friends, I feel like, or, like, even Ange and I, best friends, but, like, yeah. I could really see our conversations being the same and made me laugh really hard, but then also, um, the show is heartfelt. I thought that they re- did a really great job with these two characters and other characters um, that joined them. And um, I was a fast fan, that's for sure. Yeah. Yeah. And I think I also, as I was in college when this came out, yes. Wow. That was five uh, years, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I was in college when this came out and I was studying TV writing. And it was a show that was like, oh, this is so my voice, like, so in my wheelhouse. I've not seen a show that's like this. And it just, like, spoke to me as I was, like, studying TV and being like, all this kind of sucks. And then uh, seeing something that I could see myself wanting to work on and work for and seeing that it was, like, these two young women who were so true to themselves and their voices and were like, here's our show. Yeah, they're pretty unapologetic. and, And I... I go with that. They're more forward thinking, yeah. I think, and more of your, like your typical, what you see in conversations that you have, like you were saying, uh, Mads, that it's just, it's real. It, it is, these aren't characters playing, these aren't people playing characters. They're more likely just playing themselves in everyday life, of course, with like written hijinks and stuff like that. And maybe a, a little bit of what actually has happened to the mix. Yeah, things. caricatures so of I themselves. definitely, that's something yeah. I appreciated. And the first hijinks we get in this episode of the finale is they're on a search for bacon, egg and cheeses, which is the most typical thing that anyone that happens to everyone. You're like, fuck, I really want a bacon egg and cheese right now. I mean, I can't identify with a with more of a story. I mean, this is. Yeah. Every day. As someone that lives in LA and like it is weirdly hard to get a bacon, egg, and cheese in LA, uh, it really does speak to me. <laughs> they have the shittiest bagels there. Sorry about it. They do, but a bagel shop opened right on my corner that is like a dream. And it's, it's really good. been, but they don't serve eggs. So, oh my God. Because it's like a Jewish deli that does like, sh- you know, schmear yeah. and logs and all that, which is great. I'm not complaining. It's a very California thing to not have anything that comes from an animal or goes through an animal yeah, or any has anything else to do with it. So um, the the thing I most identified in this whole journey was when you're in the city and you're just trying to get from one place to another, there's always that guy asking you for money to feed children. And they're like, (laughs) step right in front of you. 
and I'm like, I'm ready to put my shoulder down and just go through you. If if I run into another one of those people, yeah, I mean, I most definitely. of us are from the city or, or around the city, so we, we've dealt with that. I have those outside our grocery store, and it's like they're always very reasonable. And I'm like, oh yeah, I definitely I want to help people get water, like you know. And then they're like, it's only seventy five dollars a month. I'm like, what? Wait, what? I need that money. <laughs> You're like, this is the yeah, like, what are you? Store. I can't afford that. Yeah. Here's my signature, Daffy Duck. See you later. <laughs> they like grab it. They're like jungle gymming away from <laughs> Jungle gym. Yeah. Yeah, because everything in New York's always being worked on and they always have those stupid scaffolding everywhere. It's so annoying. Yeah. I love that she showed up in like a chola outfit to go pick her up. Like, what did you see? Like the one button was buttoned at the top of like the flannel and she had these giant hoops that just said Jew across them. Oh, yeah. yeah I love definitely. those earrings. Yeah. Her style like definitely evolves into that as the series goes on. It just gets more and more like the earrings get bigger and have the crazier things written in them. It's Honestly, yeah, you could really give me the confidence to say maybe crop tops. I could try it. Who knows? <laughs> Like yeah, she was definitely tipped though for the boys in that crop top too. So oh, always she loves a crop top, and yeah, she looks, looks great. Damn good. And and Abby's usually no, really like, reserved, yeah. so they balance each other out pretty well. Yeah, you can tell. What I was saying is in the first episode is Alana is very much like Jenny Slate, and then you have Abby yeah. who's very much like New Girl, but obviously both with their own twists. This is true. I yeah. actually thought. They mostly reminded me of the friendship and bond between um, Leslie and Ann Perkins. I would say, like, yeah. how strong oh, that was. Um, and it's just them, but, and like... kind of one-sided. What's that? Oh, yes. Like, yes. One, not, not one-sided, but, like, one person passionate. is definitely passionate, and the other person is appreciates it, but... Not as vocal. Along yeah. Yeah. Is that kind yeah. of how is Alana? Because I had some notes about that too. Like, is Alana basically the one through all of this who it's always focused on them being together, and then Abby's the one who kind of wants to always grow? That's kind of the impression I got just even from this episode. Yeah, I would say that's like yeah. Not that she wants to leave her behind or anything, but she's a little bit more I think realistic where Alana is kind of the more emotional, passionate one. Yeah. Uh, but yeah. you do see Abby, like, come out of her shell as the seasons go on. And I think that's what Alana brings to her. Um, there are some really, really funny moments when Abby just goes off. And and you can see that, like, Alana gives her that power and that confidence that she knows what's, what's in her. But, like, am I allowed to do this? <laughs> and then Alana's like, whatever you want. So... You see that come through. Yeah. We all need that friend that like boosts us up and just makes us feel like, like I used to, I grew up with a lot of girlfriends and there was one who was like, we're going to go out and get in a bar fight. Like we're going to like, it's like, we're going to do whatever the hell we want because we can, you know, (laughs) that's basically it. I also felt like Alana's, we all have that one friend that's like, they always need to be with someone. Yeah. It's, It's hard for them to be alone or just like go out to lunch by themselves or like they always need like a companion. Mm-hmm. And I feel like Alana was, uh, Abby is more self-sufficient and more independent, I feel mm-hmm. like yeah. underneath it all. And Alana yeah. was more dependent on Abby to counteract her craziness and just like to be able to ground her a little bit. That's like how I got their, their, their dynamic. Yeah, that definitely, I think that definitely is how the show goes for sure. And I think it's because 
I was going to say Alana doesn't want to face some of this stuff. Yeah. 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 I could get that impression. Like, she's not ready to take the next step. Like, one thing I wrote early on in my notes, like, as we were going through the episode, it's like, you can tell Abby's not more intelligent, but just more, like, focused. Mm -hmm. And Alana's still, like, scatterbrained. Like, still wants to, like... Yeah, and it also is, she is younger than Abby, both in the show and in real life, and they kind of play off of that. Like, when the show starts, Alana is just getting out of college, and Abby is probably, like, three or four years older than her. Okay. So I think that dynamic does kind of continue through the show. Like, Abby is definitely a little bit in a different place in her Mm -hmm. life than Alana. Um, Right. What we see is they finally get to Delhi to... And the guy won't make them breakfast. So they like flip out and no, she punts the jacket. They baby talk. They're like, what? <laughs> they definitely try oh. to turn like turn on the charm. And this guy's just like, yep, no, nothing after 11. I just remember that rush back when breakfast mm. at McDonald's definitely had a cut off. Same thing. Yeah. And you think people have compassion and, you know. I don't. You're like, it's 10.06. Please just give me that freaking delicious <laughs> sprout. I really want it. I just want a thing of hotcakes. Also, after the Christmas party, the one where I got slosh and sang Adele. Uh, <laughs> there's I another karaoke ate... one? Yes, the year <laughs> after you left, there's a year where Joe got up there and sang the new Adele song. and then. No, I didn't get up there. I went to the bathroom <laughs> and someone requested that I go next. So as soon as I sat down, they're like, up next, Joe's singing Adele. And I was just like, what? the fuck is going on (laughs) and we were like trying to finish a bottle of knob creek at the same time so i got up there and i like put my hat on courtney's head and stuff there's a video of it maybe i'll post it it was very um, yeah i ate hot cakes in the mcdonald's parking lot down the street to like try to sober up to make it all the way home see since they extended breakfast that's now a comfort you can enjoy thank god oh that's great so and she ends up putting the money on the counter for the chips that she punted so then again that's like she's crazy but at the same time she's like yeah that's not right she will never not do the right thing and i really appreciate Mm -hmm. that and alana will be able to talk her way justify not doing the right thing because of you know a myriad of reasons it's great it's very good do we ever see abby's mystery roommate no 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 okay i looked it up you oh. never see her. And Bevers yeah. is named after her real life best friend. So that she just used oh. the name. But yeah, so that's how she brought that in. But you never see her. You just see a lot of Bevers. <laughs> yeah. More than I can do. So they try another place and there's a bunch of Cornell kids in line. And they're like, nope, not doing this. And I've definitely gotten that where I'll be like, nope, fuck this thing. I'm not going in here. Try to find someplace else. We find out Abby says that she's moving to Boulder uh, yeah. to go back to school. Um, what is she going to school for? Art, art school. So, yeah. So okay. she's like per- pursuing her passion and she did art projects here and there. There was actually a really funny episode where she sells one of her illustrations, but maybe not for the right reasons i definitely suggest that episode because madeline's an artist so she obviously loves that you love it i'm obsessed obsessed with and i think you see in the first episode her wall where she has all of her markers like organized by color and i, I love that after this i'm gonna turn my camera around because i'm in my <gasps> office which is now me and my wife's office which is 90 percent her crafting supplies you have a wall of markers 
we have a wall <laughs> of paper for the cricket. We have a wall of markers. We have a, we have paints. We have everything. It looks like a kindergartner's like a, a kindergarten love teacher's that. room in here. Um, I also I love Boulder, so that's like a very cool move. It is very hip, kind of same feel. Uh, it's a very forward place, um, so she's not going to be too much out of her element. Well, this is she's like, uh, oh, I can get the recreational weed there, and she's like, oh, <laughs> yeah. oh yeah. yeah. <laughs> you okay. walk yeah. down like the center shopping plaza, and there's just like pot stores and restaurants. Yeah. <laughs> and yeah. while they're walking and talking, they stumble upon a toilet seat or a two thousand dollar toilet seat, apparently. Uh, and why does she touch it? It doesn't make oh, any it's sense. So it's just like rubbing. I wrote, it's so I wrote this is why Corona happened because she's struggling with toilets yeah. in New York City. I do. I had a much visceral, more visceral reaction this go around watching that. I think that we're all just like very hyper on germs and touching things right now. Yeah. Because I think I think you need to put yourself in the mindset of, you know, 2019 pre, pre-COVID and be like, okay, yeah. she's, she's kooky. She's crazy. Yeah, such a toy and also because in 2019, I would eat a cupcake out of a parking lot and not think anything. And now I can't do yeah. those things. Yeah, you can't do it. But it's also I like, can't even like drink outside. It's yeah. like Abby's worst nightmare too. I think because she also has like a germ. Like so, it, it was nice yeah. to watch her face as she's stroking yeah. the toilet bowl. Yeah, I 1,000 percent thought that she was gonna lick it, and I was like, I'm here for this. Yeah, I like started to be like, you lick it, lick it. Come on, do it, do it. <laughs> do something even weirder. Uh, but they decided to pick up this toilet seat, put it on a seventy dollar used skateboard that they bought, and roll it across the Brooklyn Bridge, which seems pretty fucking normal, I guess. I mean, it it's pretty tedious too. That's like that's a long haul. Mm-hmm. In this scene, it's obvious to me that Abby's just kind of like going along along with Alana, like she she's sad about her leaving. So you can tell she's kind of just like going with the flow because Alana seems like really clingy in this part to me anyway, because I, yeah. yeah. Going into this season finale, like I think this last season is really where Alana's character like grows the most and goes through the most change and heartbreak and stuff like that. So I think a lot of the season is Abby kind of like helping her through that by just being like, all right, cool we're gonna do this and like being enthusiastic for her and i think that was like a nice continuation of that too trying to do like one last thing for her exactly yeah uh what's their thing with the apocalypse i don't know if it's a thing as much as like it's not something that i remember carrying through all the seasons they're just they they have a plan and they're like listen if the ship goes down we're going down together i think that they're just so attached at the hip that you know, yeah. I th- I think it's hysterical because I feel like also I saw something I, like that. Yeah. Like if shit ever goes down, Zach, we're going over here. Like, yeah. Oh, I don't know. My boyfriend and I literally have a plan for like if you're if we're in different parts of LA and like something goes down, we have to leave. There's like a gas station in Utah <laughs> on I-15. <laughs> I don't know what it it's is. Really on the way to to where we used to live in Idaho, that we're like, we'll leave word. <laughs> like, just head to Idaho. Wait, can wait. we stop real quick? Yeah. You lived in Idaho? I did for, yeah, for a year. What? What? What is there in Idaho? <laughs> I've just like... Potato! It's just, really potato, it's just potato fields. In my mind. I've been it's to a- the Midwest. I've been, I've been, I've seen a lot of the country, but I oh, haven't. Idaho's, Idaho. Idaho's not the Midwest. Idaho is like full on West and it's like mountains, beautiful. Uh, you should check it out. It's 
one of the most magnificent places in the world. It's I lived in a Teton Valley, which is at the base of the Grand Teton Mountains in Idaho, like just across the border from Jackson Hole, Wyoming. And uh, it's Madeline's I will say, I was like, whoa, the landscape was beautiful. You lived on this like sprawling piece of land and like, like I could that see. That was like thirty bucks a month. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It was actually it was free. It was free. Um, <laughs> so that was like a huge part of living there. And I was yeah. Point but was. I know Michael doesn't seem so bad to be there right now, considering you can't like do anything. <laughs> Did you and your boyfriend start writing there? Didn't you guys start like a writing, like partnership yeah. type thing? Yeah, we moved there right after we graduated from Syracuse and, and were just writing a lot. We were writing partners, so we were writing scripts and sending them in for fellowships and kind of like building a portfolio before we got to L.A. and started working 65-hour weeks on shows and stuff. Yeah, There's a reason I also work in marketing now. Yeah. <laughs> I think, we all, I think yeah. we all went through that. It just it burns you out working in production you gotta like i was saying in our intro it takes a special type of being and those that can do it can do it well but it just once you take a step back you're like is it worth it it's like killing me yeah it like literally kills me i think i just like you know my friends and my family too much yeah and a steady paycheck do that yeah yeah yeah, i want peace of mind is good sleep yeah. yeah, all that. Where we worked, <laughs> we had a steady paycheck, and like that was cool, but it's just an absolute shit show sometimes. Yeah, it, well, that's the thing. Like, I was a talent wrangler on a show that I'll never name because <gasps> it was my worst job ever. And like, I mean, ninety degrees, and I'm not a big one for like a pair of jeans. So you got to like strap on that like walkie-talkie. My pants are at my ankles, and I got to get all these little bitches chips and everything <laughs> else. Like it was horrible. Drive them around, yeah. like just like <laughs> you know. I had a day where I was in Santa Monica. It was like 90 degrees and I was walking Adam Sandler's dog and its leash came <laughs> off of its neck like the, and it started running away from me in downtown Santa Monica. And I was standing there like, what am I doing? Why, what's going on right now? Like yelling pickles. Oh God. Like pickles. God damn it. Pickles. Like, why am I doing this? Oh, yeah. It really yeah. makes you like think you're like, it's not worth it. Like I told Joe, I mean, when you guys listen to the pilot episode, I told him how like, hello, I'm here in LA. I have a master's degree. I'm getting ready to like do some casting work and I got to go sell like hair salon packages so like, I can pay the rent. And it's yeah. just, like, F this life. <laughs> yeah. I'm not, I'm not into this anymore. Here's your dog. I'm, <laughs> He's out, I'm, out. I'm going. You're very nice, but like I'm out. <laughs> God. So our pilot episode had her eating pizza on the floor of the bathroom. Now she's eating pizza on the floor of her empty apartment. Mm-hmm. And what's up with the wig on her phone? Oh, that's a good question. That is well, a good question. Did you notice at the end, though, that the wig changed on her phone? Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was all like so curly. The first one is like her hairstyle. And then when she's away from Alana, it was like Alana's hairstyle. Oh, I didn't notice that. Boys don't pick up on the issue. (laughs) So there was a really awesome episode. Um, Alana's always coming up with crazy ideas and uh, for her next businesses. So it was just one of her businesses called hair wigs or phone wigs, rather. Phone wigs. Phone wigs. (laughs) That's a wig for your phone. 
and the, and, yeah. and you can get any style. And she made one for Abby and was like, "Don't you love it?" I want one because I love having like a curly like moth. And you know, not there's not a lot of curlies anymore. You girls are, but there's not <laughs> yeah. curly moth. You know what I mean? Mop. On your head, yeah. mop, mop, yeah, mop. What up? My hair is long, but Angela's oh, is curly. I feel you, girl. Yeah. It is. It's up right now, but it's it's uh it is wild. Yeah, it's crazy. But Alana was hairspiration for you. That's for sure. She was. She actually yes, that like changed my life. Made me more confident in my curly hair because of Alana. She's got like a four C going on on that head. Mm-hmm. Like I'm like she does. She does. She actually talks about it a lot on her like social media about like yeah her hair it's, maintenance. It's a whole. Fun. To be a curly girl is a whole different lifestyle that people don't understand. Mm-mm. Especially in the LA heat, dude. <laughs> I know. And when you can't get haircuts. Yeah. It's uh, yeah, it's a lot. <laughs> when we were on the bridge, Alana kind of bolted. And we find out it's because she's making a send-off party uh, for her on the rooftop of their apartment building, which is super cool. And they're bringing back all these characters. I don't know if they were continuously through the whole thing. I assume so. There was like a couple, but it was nice to see them. I thought that was nice. A nice way to introduce each person for like a minute and then be like, bye, bye. So yeah. it was like, I thought that was kind of cool. And it was so funny because I look, I go, who are all these old people? Are these just like seat fillers? And like in the next like sentence, she's like, oh, they're party fillers. Yeah, that was a good way because there aren't, there's not a huge amount of characters that they, side characters that they add in throughout. Mm-hmm. the seasons so like those were definitely yeah. the like most consistent those three or four that they had any only three at the party yeah three yeah Hannibal Burris has still not opened those eyes from the power <laughs> episode I got a couple explain it to Joe's um we'll we'll do one and two so did her and Sir and Soul Cycle guy have a thing or was that just like a fake joke proposal Yes, they did have a thing briefly for a couple episodes. Madeline, do you remember more specifically what it was? They, I haven't watched this. Yeah, I think that they um, they hooked up. They slept yep. together, and then yeah. he always had a thing for her. Um, and I think that um, there was one episode where he throws a party, and it was like the lamest party because there were just all of his. Um, exercise friends (laughs) it's a really good episode um and they're like uh abby you're trey's best friend and she was like what like so (laughs) so um and darcy carden if you know her if you watch the good place she plays janet um she is also um a reoccurring character in the gym and so she was really funny in that too and she's the one that said that so you can tell that he had something for her um, but you know, Abby wasn't. She can't be tied down. So. Maybe that was his pubes that he saved. <laughs> so she would there was always a pubes situation in the shower. There was always, yeah. Oh my god! I like when he proposed to her though, and he just whispers, "Two carrots." Like, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and she's like, "Oh." <laughs> my next question is, what happened to Lincoln? I love Hannibal Burris, so I want to know why they're not together. Uh, it's actually a really beautiful arc. I think he has throughout the series. Mads, you can go into. Um, I agree. I think that it kind of shows that it's not a typical show in that, um, you know, girl has boyfriend and uh, will they, won't they, whatever. It's he just really likes Alana and she 
you know, isn't really into the relationship as much as he is. And it kind of shows the realistic nature of that and how she is exploring her sexuality throughout um, the seasons. And where does Lincoln fit in with this? He's always there for Abby, too. He's a really good friend to Abby as well. And he goes on some stuff with her. Um, Yeah. But yeah. And they're very, like, respectful of each other and honest. and, And every time there's a change in their relationship, they they're just so respectful and he totally understands that she's younger than him and she is exploring more than him and trying to figure things out. And it's, it is really well done and real realistic. What you, what you would most want out of a relationship, I think is what they go through and kind of ended on these good terms of like, we grew together and uh, it's not going to work out, but we'd both respect each other and really, like and I like I like because you can tell even in their short conversation they weren't like it wasn't just like they were fucking because like Mm -hmm. so much of that in your 20s especially when you talk about like the show like girls I did like that show but so much of it is just like that nonsense you know you could tell that they kind of really had like a nice connection and like a deeper Mm -hmm. friendship they were honest and very truthful with each other they just like you know she was like "Mm, not feeling it or it also should be said that he is a dentist that's his profession in the show which is so funny yes just he's like this like very straight laced normal guy dentist who's dating her her yeah (laughs) one of the best episodes i will say uh, or one of the ones that i love is when abby gets her wisdom teeth out and he takes her wisdom teeth out Guys, you gotta go back and watch that one. It is hysterical. I watch I watch that episode when I'm feeling sad. Oh my because God. it makes me laugh so, so hard. Well, this is said, like this is the type of show like, yeah, we watch a lot of shows we ruin for ourselves because obviously we only watch the beginning and the very end. But this is the kind of show where I can just be like, mm, you know, season five, episode two, and like it doesn't matter. You can watch them and mm-hmm. just kind of like enjoy whatever, you know, the escapade is for that episode. And that's my favorite kind of show. Your classic sitcom that's just like, you drop in. That's what we grew up watching, you know? Yeah, and I just thought it was, I thought that maybe they were going to, like, go through these trials and tribulations. That was, like, my guess. And, like, she would realize that he's, like, such a good guy and, like, always there for her and then to finally come around to it. But, hey, sometimes it doesn't work out. Um, I love how she started kicking everyone out. (laughs) And that's me when someone stays, like, three minutes too long at a party at my place i'm like all right everyone get the fuck out of my house like i don't want to be around at people anymore i'm all socialized out like yeah. you have taken all my energy i'm going to bed now yeah. the fuck out of my and house. the roommate of the, the the roommate's boyfriend is like the last one to leave and why why is he in a suit all, all of a sudden he's just hey, like a nice. blob in the first episode <laughs> and now he's like all put together in a suit like why uh, is that like a thing um, i don't think so i think that is just like he has chosen to wear a suit to this i think he actually thinks that him and abby are like best friends he throws out her bed bath and beyond coupons and she's like they never expire <laughs> <laughs> and 
And I'm like, I love this. And I could understand this rage. Yeah. You always save them. And then if you get there and you don't have it, you lie. And you're like, I have it. Like, that's I I can tell you exactly what it said on the coupon. Yeah. I just do it on my phone now. I just take screenshots. I'm like, Michaels, I got you. I know you got something in there for me. Yeah. And then I'm just like, if it doesn't load, I'm like, hey, guys, I got that coupon. And they're like. I got you. Yeah. I got you. Yeah. They have it underneath. I'm like, you have it underneath the thing. Don't lie to me. They don't care. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so the night winds down. They're in this, um, you know, they're just on a bed on the floor or, or blankets on the floor. And she starts rattling off conspiracy theories for her to record. <laughs> and Marilyn Monroe one is true. She was killed. She didn't oh, kill wait. herself. I, gr- I, I agree with that, that whole thing. A million it's different ways. Known. She did not kill herself she was killed I'm she goes let me check yeah. on that she picks up the phone for three seconds she's like yeah it's confirmed <laughs> it's widely known yeah yeah we know this why does she do that what well, i know she's like making video and content for her to like go back and watch but is that something that she does is like rattle off all these crazy conspiracy theories and stuff yeah and and some of them are definitely based in truth and and i think it comes from alana's personality in real life alana glazer's personality of like she's super socially active and really awesome and and uh it's this caricature of her in the show kind of takes it to the next level of like she's really she wants to help kind of you know underserved people and everything but she's so wild in her ideas and everything is conspiracy and the man trying to get you down mm-hmm. <laughs> and so they just they like ratchet that up every season yeah, it gets wilder and wilder really so she wakes up the next morning she puts a post-it note on her forehead and is going to leave without saying goodbye but then obviously as tv shows show us she wakes up in time catches her at the cab and they start giving this you know heartfelt goodbye even though they tried to say goodbye like a thousand times to each other um and then the cab driver turns around and it's like hurry up and they're like fuck off and that's yeah. just like very much them <laughs> that they're yeah. like two different they're like they're just like they could just switch it on and off um did you guys cry at that scene hell yeah dude i did uh, this time around not that scene but a later scene i did really yeah i got teary i got teary when alana gets teary because it, it's just, you know, it's, it's Angela and I are distant, yeah. you know, you know, that feeling, you know, of being really far away from somebody that you love, and you know that it won't change um, your, your relationship, but it still sucks, you know, and I think um, they're not good with goodbyes, and I was like, I love this, yeah. And, yeah. and I love their friendship. Well, the main reason I asked is because I thought yeah. the scene on the bridge was more touching than the scene at the end that did the scene on the bridge made me cry yeah granted i will say that like i am like a notch away from crying all the time (laughs) yeah i think i'm not greeting away from breakdown yeah so that's that scene the bridge scene is a little bit more meaningful i think my wife is pregnant and we have got to the point now that we've been in quarantine that the way i breathe causes her to have a mental breakdown (laughs) at me that i need to change the way i breathe and that i yawn too loud my silent yawns are too loud so you gotta fix it gotta like fix i don't it. know i don't know what to do i'm just like you two can stand a little distance i'm just like oh i guess i don't know should, should i get a cpap machine i don't know like what's up with my breathing just say i understand i'll do better yes i'm yeah. like that's i won't breathe anymore um we fast forward to four months later 
here's the split screen walk that I called, which yeah. was going to happen at some point. I'm sure it happened at different parts of the um, series, and they're just kind of like talking. And as it goes, they split up. I liked that ending though because they um they actually looked like they had grown up a little bit. Like they looked more adultish but did you notice at the end when all the pairs are coming through and they're talking that one i also watched one of the web webisodes which is the first one one of the couples is talking about one of the pairs not couples about making change with a homeless guy so they're referencing their webisode oh yeah so i don't know if that all the conversations were but i noticed that one was i don't know if they all are i wouldn't be surprised if they all are just because that writer's room was a lot of really cool, uh, smart people. Mm-hmm. So I feel yeah. like they probably did do that. And I think it was the same, pretty much the same writers through the whole series. The Trey, the the Soul Cycle guy, is one of the writers. Yeah. Oh, nice. Um, and his wife. Yeah, I like when they do that in real life. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, she also directs it. She's very cool. Um, but that scene made me cry this Aww. time around. That yeah. one, like. Because I think it was the perfect, it was just the perfect button to the show of showing Mm -hmm. that, like, we saw one story of best friends in New York, but there's a million other iterations and, and everyone has that person. And it was just really nice. (laughs) Yeah, like, no matter who you are, what gender, you know, you have that other person and you can have that sort of bond. I loved that. No, I really liked it, too. It it was like a perfect, like you were saying, that there's other stories out there. But it's also like this story is one of many and it's like one of your own, too. Like, you Mm -hmm. can it was a good I thought it was a fitting ending for sure like the the pilot had all that weirdness and that quirkiness which was still worked in here but I thought it was so genuine like it had so many like qualities of growth and like I said like you can tell Alana places so much in their friendship and it's not that Abby doesn't but you can tell Alana's just not ready to like jump into a you know adulthood yet but she still always is going to be like that kick-ass friend for her um yeah because I read that they basically they basically wanted to wrap the series because they were heading into their 30s. And, like, it's funny because mm-hmm. I know, you like, Joe is just 30. Mads, you're 30. Yeah. Yep. And you're, like, about 26. Right? Yeah. So I'm I'm an older bitch. And I had this whole, like, <laughs> thought because when you're in your 20s, it's a whole different ballgame than your 30s. Because when you're in your 20s, mm-hmm. you can get away with being broke and, you know, going to weird warehouse parties and running around the city collecting a bunch of garbage. In your 20s, that's cool and that's hipster. When you're in your 30s, that just means you're a fucking hobo. So it's like, if they like had go- kept going with it, it's like, it was the perfect time to stop. You know what I mean? Yeah. So. yeah. They were like catching up with themselves in real life. I-, I heard them talk about that of like, these characters were starting to catch up with where they actually were. And it was like, okay, that's good. Like, yeah, yeah. we've told the story. What do you think from like, obviously I have one perspective, you know, I'm going to be 34 next week. So I have... Well, by this time this comes out, I will be 34. But um, so I have like kind of a different perspective. Oh God, thank you. Um, (laughs) But like, and you are, you are that core audience. You're that generation. Like, what are your thoughts on it overall from that perspective? I think it was, I mean, it was great. I think it was really nice to see a show that made, I don't know, even though they are technically like a little bit older than me, it just like all their references were kind of where I was at, where I am at. And 
although my life is definitely not that wild, I'm like, I would say I'm a, I'm an old 26, Um, (laughs) not too wild. Um, It was just like, it was like, this is real. And the issues that they dealt with were real. And it wasn't someone trying to put that on you. It wasn't like a, like, yeah, when I think about the sitcoms that I grew up on, and now like having worked in in TV and seeing writers rooms and stuff. I'm like, Oh, it was just like an, a bunch of older men being like, this is what they would do. Yeah. And this show yeah. does not feel like that. This show is written by the people who are, who it's for, which is very cool. And I think that we definitely have a lot more of that content now because of yeah. streaming and everything. But when this came out in 2014, there wasn't as much stuff which is crazy to think because it was only six years ago, but like there wasn't a lot of content being made by that generation because no one had given them the ability to do that. Right. The whole, we talk about, you know, the people that I did the TRF program with, we talked, we had a whole big discussion when we did like our virtual reunion and we talked about how like when we got out of grad school, it was 2008, it was the recession. So all of us have like almost like this, like, stress mentality about working mm-hmm. and working in the industry and because we are all like a different ball game because of like what we experience and there wasn't stuff being made by people like us who like mm-hmm. could understand the struggles that we went through as like you know high educated people who want to be in this business who want to like do something cool there was nothing for us it's yeah. like whoop, go out into the world and now all like go figure out your thing and Everyone that's in my particular program of that year kind of all has that same mentality. It's like we're either you're either deep diving in it and you're 45 and still trying to like make it in that, or you've had to move on to something else because there, like you say, there wasn't anything to speak to us. Yeah. My biggest one is like now my wife rewatches Friends, and I'm like, they kind of just always net money was never an issue. It was never like real world problems. Yeah. It was always like, oh, my relationship. Yep. my relationship like right. over and over again it wasn't like real life struggles you know choosing if you're gonna like what you're gonna eat yeah like yeah. am i gonna spend money on going out to eat and like getting pizza yeah. <laughs> or yeah. like do i have to pawn some stuff to get money to to like go do something i want to do and like choices life choices and i thought that was nice it was a reflection you know uh, obviously their reflection the of the audience struggle. and people at the time so it's very not sugar-coated like a lot of shows that of our youth they, and, and our friends they make yeah. that joke too where they're like oh and thanks to like controlled rent this place was a steal like at the very end like they make that joke but it's like those people could what? never live in that. i don't care if it's the 90s there's no, no fucking way they could live there no. all those years there's no <laughs> way one was like out of work actor like and but that's the kind of mentality that when you, because I was from a small town and when we wanted to pursue something like that, it was like, that's the mentality that you had to look at. And you're like, well, I guess I could do it. And then you go out there and you do it and you're like, what is this? Yeah. <laughs> Why isn't my apartment so yeah. big? Why am yeah. I just two boxes with cockroaches and like, you know, it's, yeah. just, it's crazy. Um, also, I really hope you guys do go back and watch all of it because the other part of this is that the comedy that... I see and rewatch um you'll be like that was from this show like Ah. there's a lot of jokes and terms and the things that um that they came up with in Broad City that are commonly used now and um 
that I think it was uh, iconic in that way. Yeah, it definitely, like, uh, like Madeline and I were talking earlier about, like, when you watch Cheers back, and you're like, which I do often, I love that show, Um, and you're like, uh, you think for a second, like, oh, that's such a, like, hacky joke that's been done a million times, and you're like, oh, wait a second, that's, like, where it came from they did it first oh yeah and that's that show definitely like I think opened a lot of doors and even when I was working in tv like it would be referenced as like oh that's like a kind of a broad city kind of moment that these characters are having and it was like so cool to think that these two women had brought that to like tv history and like a network show that I was working on was talking about broad city which was very cool. That is yeah. because I, I wish it had more acclaim. I always tell this story, which I think I've told on here, which is like when they did St. Elsewhere, nobody, barely anyone watched St. Elsewhere. So they just recycled it all for ER. But no one yes. will ever know yeah. that most of those storylines were St. Elsewhere. And it's like, I wish this show, Broad City, had a little more acclaim because people aren't going to know that it came from yeah. them. And it's genius, yeah. you know. Oh, we won. By the way, yes. Elsewhere. We yeah. watched we a lot watched of Elsewhere. Elsewhere. <laughs> yeah. yeah, so we are well-versed. In yeah. It's all in a snow globe. Yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I know Joe always asks a creative question at the end, but I'll ask one this time. Where do you think that Abby and Alana go from here? That's a good question. Where, like, their where they are today? Yeah. Um... I feel like I see Alana probably changing the most out of these two characters. I feel like Abby kind of is more set in her ways and it's more about just like changing her trajectory in life. But I feel like Alana is someone who she has more room for growth in herself um, than Abby does maybe. That's a good point. I think Alana is probably working like some either at a nonprofit giving back to somehow to her community or like is running like some sort of business for herself. I don't think that she's working (laughs) for anyone. She's definitely doing something altruistic for sure. Yeah. And then Abby might be still in a remote area. I think Alana is a city girl and I think that Abby's um, definitely somewhere remote. Yeah. 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 Courtney, what do you think? Um, I think I, I think if I had to guess where like they would be now, I think it's very much because of the age gap and not even if they didn't have the age gap, just their like maturity gap. I would say, I, I would say that Abby threw herself into adulthood, even though it might be a little scary. Um, whereas Alana still kind of wanted to be that hot mess thing. So I'm sure she's that friend, you know, I'm at an age now where you look at your friends and you know, I'm like, well, you're a pretty good mom. And I look at another one. I'm like, you're still 17. Like basically, you know, like mentally. So I think it's one of those things. If it was my opinion, like Abby is at that point when she looks around and it's like, well, her next step is like maybe marriage and a kid or, you know, whatever that adult quote unquote thing is. And she might start to look at her friend like, oh, you haven't quite reached my level yet. That was my take on it. I think Alana's due for one of those. She looks around and everyone that she like was with like of her crew has settled down Mm -hmm. besides her and she either like has a freak out or just decides that that's not for her you know what i mean like she had like that would be like a whole epiphany episode and i feel like a very relatable episode is sometimes you're like well that person's way ahead of where i am i think 
but they're they're not and stuff like that so uh for her she's probably due for one of those episodes and um abby i don't know i mean i could see her going to school and then going back to a city so maybe like la and just continuing that west that westward movement like that manifest destiny of hers yeah um to become you know uh an artist somewhere yeah. boulder's like i said cool it's pretty hip pretty forward so might be a good spot for i would love to see some quarantine episodes that's for sure because yeah their video chats would be wild wouldn't it be like i i talk about this thing where i'm like tv shows need a new formula where it's like oh we do five seasons and then we're gonna come back in like five or ten years and do more because we're gonna get that whole nostalgia audience like they're missing like a cash cow right now by not doing that i think i fear that that's all we're gonna have though it's like right like now it's like we're done yeah i'm worried about our content and like um how we're gonna run out of it (laughs) i I mean not really i think that this this fall is gonna be a lot of stage shows a lot of multicams and like stage shows i don't think we're gonna be getting our big budget dramas and stuff for a long time yeah and I I think about that now and I was like, oh God, I'm going to have to like put some shows on the back burner to be like watching like in the interim. Like I'm doing yeah. designated survivor right now. Um, and I'm like spacing it out because I was like, I know I got to make this last. <laughs> like, yeah. You know, I'm optimistic that maybe some creative things will come out of this in terms of animation. Mm-hmm. I'm an animation gal. Yeah. Love it. Um, I think so we're going to have a lot of animation happening. Yeah. And I will say that listening to your podcasts, um, the previous ones, I did not like House of Cards as well. Oh, I didn't. You, what the? Joe and I were like pumped. It. We're like, oh, we'll start with House of Cards. Everybody love this. We're like, what is this mm-hmm. fucking shit? Like, we're like, is this like what we've been missing? Piece of shit. Like, it is terrible. Joe yeah, literally yeah. looked at me. He goes, what if we hate every show we do? Because that was like our very first one. I was like, I don't know. And then we're like, obviously we have it. There's a ton that we liked. But we're like, what did people like about this? <laughs> we always go back to it every episode. We're like, yeah, yeah. remember how's the cards? Fuck you. Yeah, I think it was just the beginning of Netflix and people were like, there's other places to watch TV. And it was like, yeah, we have this one show. Check yeah. it out. Right. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I'm just like, oh, disappointed. Well, thank you girls so much for joining. I'm so happy you were both on here and could give us a little broad spectrum of Broad City. Next week, we're going to do a show that basically just kind of wrapped within the last month or so. Um, So that'll be kind of exciting to see. We've been floating around the early 2000s and now kind of getting here for a little bit. Um, But I'm so glad you guys were able to join us today. Everyone for the listening audience, you can find our episodes on Apple, Stitcher, or Spotify. Follow us on social media at Spoil Everything Pod and leave us some good reviews because, you know, Joe and I deserve it. Of course. Thank you so much for having us. Oh, yeah. Yeah. This was awesome. Thank you guys. Thank you.